Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's a new name for action. For irresistible. For deadly. Well, that was loud. What are you, CIA? Mafia? Both. Wallace Ritchie is about to be mistaken. Yo, matey, you just stabbed me with your pen. For a real secret agent. Daddy, may I please borrow the keys to the station wagon? He thinks it's all just a game. <laughs> But they're dead serious. I've never seen a dead body before. Well, you gotta check and see just how dead they are. You know, I could be able to catch this. You are so twisted. Welcome to Second Take Podcast review of The Man Who Knew Too Little. Starring Bill Murray, Peter Gallagher, Joanne Whaley, and Alfred Molina. Written by Robert Farrar and Howard Franklin. And directed by John Emile. Okay. Are this real cops? Can I see your driving license? No, you may not. This fall. That is so refreshing. The intelligence community gets a little less intelligent. Do I get a last request? You mean like a cigarette or something? I had something more substantial in mind. A cigar? The man is a god. I'm sorry, I was a little insensitive. But I'm a hitman. Bill Murray is... Oh, time out, I got some in my eye. The man who knew too little. Thanks. Nice work with you. Time out. Time out. I got something in my eye. Ooh. All right. All right. We're good. And I'm Sebastian. Was that a tear? How do you people do it? Do you, do you poke yourself in the eye? Are you thinking right now, my dog is dead? And I'm Chancellor. <laughs> Spencer knows how to deal with floaters. I'm Andy Schossler. <laughs> Gross. And welcome to our review of The Man Who Knew Too Little. Thanks for this one, Andrew. You are welcome, Sebastian. Why are we reviewing this movie? Oh, wait, I'm doing it again. Who are you? You're not Alex. <laughs> I'm not Alex. I should have just said my name is Alex at the start. And my name like is Alex. Is. What's the princess brother? <laughs> Aww. <laughs> it's the movie that Deadpool 2, uh, wait, yeah. no, what's it called? Yeah, yeah, Deadpool. Yeah. Once, Once upon, upon a Deadpool, Deadpool is based on. <laughs> she hasn't seen, so it's even more confusing for him. <laughs> Uh, look, I'm 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 Chancellor. I'm from the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers, which is also a podcast on this network. Uh, it's it's also movie related. So if you like uh, talk, listen to this podcast about movies. You might like listening. We we more go into more like analytical stuff. Uh, I'm the stupid one who just makes jokes, though. So uh, maybe not. That's yeah, right. We, we don't. You're in perfect company because we don't know anything about film. <laughs> we did our market research, and it turns out that if you like this movie podcast, you might like other movie podcasts, <laughs> much like Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I'm really glad we paid ten thousand dollars for that insight. 
It was so I, we didn't have to. Exactly. We did our market research. <laughs> That'd have been too easy. All right. So now back to me accusing you of right. things. Andrew, what have you done to me and why? I haven't done anything to you, Seb. I've, I've enlightened your life. I've made it easier. I've made it more entertaining. Surely I've brought a smile and a twinkle to your face. I am keeping my thoughts on this film hidden, well, much like a spy would. That's a shame. <laughs> I see a twinkle to his face. Yeah. Well, like no, a, a smile and a twinkle to, to his, his face, to, to his general <laughs> face area. The, the smile um, part I get, the twinkle. Well, I'm twi- lighting I mean, like his nose. Your teeth can twinkle. And, oh, that's you know, true. Ten years of working in a cafe, my teeth do not twinkle. Ah. <laughs> my teeth brew. Is that a maybe? A, maybe a twinkle in the ear. I mean, oh, that's yeah. probably something you should get. A look I'm not at. a pirate. <laughs> I assume this is some sort of jewelry reference. This is a film. It's one of those films that I love. I like but not a lot of other people do. Which I never realised. No. Because I, I, I've liked this movie for a long time. It shocked uh, me for the, when, when people started saying, oh, no, I hate that film. It's so boring. And, and think, what? Are we watching the same film? Boring? Yeah. I think boring is <laughs> the one thing it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so weird thing. This film's on Netflix in Australia. Yes. yes. So I went to watch it on my account. Good. And was shocked to see that it was starting 20 minutes into the film. <laughs> So at some point, I don't know, I, really, I, caught, I caught it instantly. So I didn't just like, what's happening? No, it wasn't like that. <laughs> but at some point I have recently okay. attempted to watch this film and decided 20 minutes in, nah. So I Too don't boring. know. But you didn't remember watching it? I don't have any memory of it. So now I'm, com- I'm concerned that I'm living like two lives. Like I've got some sort of Jekyll and Hyde situation going on. Where do you do your dogs start have- movies yes. and stops them? <laughs> and the other, one, the other one has to live in a world where the other guy did what he did. Um, <laughs> do your dogs secretly watch Netflix at home while while everybody's out? Well, if they if they do, I'm operate not operate the controller and hate what they've done. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. Like the scene that I came in was. Um, when he does the here's Johnny, when he okay. goes to the yeah. door with the croquet, with the, with the um, when, he's, when he's first being the spy. Yeah. Okay. I have no memory of any of the scenes building up to that though. All <laughs> that scene. I was like, okay. I have, like for the first time ever, I turned this on. I, yeah. So well, I'm not making an impression. Let's say that. I have, a, I have a good note about the start of this film. And again, I'll, I'll get into it later, mm. but it, it just begins. It just starts telling the story. There is, there is yeah. no like, oh, we're setting it up. We're setting no, it up. That's in it. There. It starts. Um, fun fact, my wife actually does that to me where she will <laughs> play a shitty movie on my profile. <gasps> so I get shitty uh, movies coming up Because you watched. Because you I watched <laughs> whatever. some Adam Sandler movie. She didn't watch the movie. She started the movie and then went onto her own profile and watched this, something else. This is the dog sitter all over again. We used to get a, a, a girl over to watch our dogs. We, we get a lot of cane toads in our yard. So cane. at night, we have to have the dogs inside. Yeah. And they're staffies. So if we do that, we don't have a home to come back to. <laughs> so we get a dog sitter for the nights that we're away. And she would log on Netflix, use my account, yeah. and watch a shit ton of Adam Sandler films. Oh. Which, like, I, I don't hold dear the algorithm that holds my Netflix together for me, <laughs> but I did not deserve this. Like, All this algorithms <laughs> are broken anyway. Uh, Definitely. Sh- yeah. Shane has told me apparently you can delete your Netflix history. Interesting. Oh, is that right? Apparently I still haven't. Shane told me it and I was like, I need to do this. Is that is that like a very cheap way of getting a personality assessment? Just Possibly. to delete your history, watch a few films that you like, and then see what they recommend to see just how insane yeah. you are. If I watch The Warriors, Scott Pilgrim, and The Thing, what's what, it what, would, it, what would it spit out? Yeah. yeah, you get a lot of good movies. I think. <laughs> oh, I'm more, yeah. 
But like, what does it say about me as a person? That's right. Oh, they're retarded. <laughs> can we say that? We, we can, we're Netflix. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Do you, well, did you guys want to move into trivia or is there any yeah, more background yeah, to this film? When did you first see it? Oh God. Because mine was a blur. Apparently. It was like, I saw this back in the day when you still rented VHS tapes. Yeah. From, from the video store. Oh, uh, yes, the so 1700s. This, <laughs> this wasn't something I saw at the cinema. I, like, thinking back, all the films that I know from the 90s, other than Jurassic Park and Star Wars and other big blockbusters, every other film I've seen, I've never seen at the cinema. Not only because we had a crappy cinema in, in Glanston, where I, where I grew up, uh, that never got anything good anyway. Mm. The guy running it was a, was a, bit, of a bit of a miser, and he just didn't get any films in like not that he got bad films in he didn't get any films in he was only open three nights a week i think oh wow yeah it was one of those cinemas i'm sorry gladstone <laughs> oh, no, we 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 fixed it up oh um, good 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 you got rid of that guy by the time i left things were running pretty smoothly yeah. <laughs> so all these all these films i only saw by being in the video shop and going okay i've got the two new releases I want to see now. Let's get these two weekly films that we can essentially get for free to get our you know four movies for for ten dollars mm. deal. Uh, what am I going to pick? I do. This one looks all right. It's got Bill Murray in it. I know who he is, and that's fine. And I loved it. I do genuinely miss the days where you just wander through a video store and just pick up and read the back <laughs> of the thing. And be like, what the hell is this? I don't even like horror films. I spend most of my time in the horror section. And be like, what is this? Gross. <laughs> What's this? What? Oh, that's is, also gross. Is is browsing more pleasant when you're actually manipulating something? Because browsing in Netflix is a chore. Sure, I it's agree. Absolutely a chore, and I hate doing it. I hate if I if I've gone through for more than ten seconds and I haven't seen something that I want to watch, I don't want to keep searching. It's the video I, game equivalent of waiting in line for a roller coaster. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I see it. I see it. Yeah, but but browsing when you're actually looking at things and mm. I have to flip it around to read it and walk around the shop and, oh, that looks interesting. I'm like, that seems to be a far more pleasant experience than just searching through this you know immense catalogue of you know, films that I will never see in their entirety in my lifetime. I used to be able to spend hours in a video store just looking yeah. at and for things. Maybe because oh, I, I, I worked know that, there. I know that guy from, from, from that film. Yeah, yeah, I know that face. And... Uh, <sighs> Netflix, I don't want to turn on Netflix unless I know what I'm watching. Yep. If I've like made a decision, I'm like, I'm going to watch this movie. Mm. I'll go into Netflix and I'll watch that movie. I just find it so, uh, I don't even know the word. It's it's annoying. You have to scroll through and go, oh, this, 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 this. And it gets frustrating Uh, really quickly. Because like, I feel like I'm looking at the same movies over and over again. Uh, Netflix sucks. Maybe that's what Netflix (laughs) wants. They'll take your subscription and just recommend you nothing but crap. And hope that you just go away and don't realize that they don't actually have anything good in their catalog. Or your wife just <laughs> plays a bunch of terrible movies on there and she's got the long con on you. She yeah. does. <laughs> More often than not, though, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to bed in, you know, 45 minutes to the hour. I'll put, you know, let's fill I'll, it with something. Yeah. And uh, no, no, like I'll try to find like, maybe like a stand up show on Netflix, something that's about yeah. the right length. Adam Sandler. Mm. And then it, <laughs> inevitably, he, he has he does, one yeah. that he did recently. Uh, it's like a not a, not a comeback concert, but like a reunion kind of thing, like a re. I thought he wasn't a funny stand-up to begin with, which is why he they, went to the movies. trailer showed the crowd laughing at him <laughs> for those four jokes. Adam, so it's obviously fine. <laughs> Adam Sandler's not unfunny. I think he just has a very specific style of, of humor. Funny. Yeah, 
Um, I'm going to name and shame someone right now that you guys won't know, but people who know me will know. There is uh, an amazing filmmaker, really talented, really great in Brisbane called Danny McShane. He is an artiste. Okay. He, he uh, he's one of the lecturers at my uni, and he is so insightful. He's so inspirational with the sort of thing he does with film, and he loves Adam Sandler. <laughs> and I just don't know why. Just can't explain why. There are some very good Adam Sandler films. I, I still like The Wedding Singer. Yeah, uh, Wedding Singer. Wedding Singer, solid. Um, yeah. Happy Gilmore. Mm, I, I've recently it, rewatched Happy Gilmore. It. Wasn't terrible, but it was definitely significantly less funny. I, I oh, had okay. the same yeah. thing. I, I think of his recent ones, the only one I've actually liked was uh, "You Don't Mess with the Zohan." That's oh yeah, that's that is a, a ball of crazy. I love that film. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I I love that one. And the movies leading up to it and the movies after it, I've hated them all. Adam Sandler's Click, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's mostly Henry Winkler in that movie, but I actually have a really soft spot for that. You film. mean Chris Walken? No, Henry Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler plays his dad or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, oh, does he? Yeah. In Click? Oh, okay. And Sophie he's... Monk's in that. Uh, is he? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. That's well, a- anyway, speaking mm. of films that you know people love because they're good that nobody else seems to love, The Man Who Knew Too Little. Yes. Well, do you want to do some trivia? Let's do it. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my butthole. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Okay, that time I turned it off. (laughs) (laughs) Just ease into that torture very, very, very slowly. Just lure you in. Unsurprisingly, for a film that isn't that popular, Mm. um, there's not a lot of trivia on this one. Not a lot of people write in and investigate it. On my phone, I don't even have to scroll and I can see <laughs> all of them. I'll, I'll say the first one if just because Please. I noticed it straight away. I've always remembered it for some reason. One of the agents at the end is Agent Venkman, who of course is Bill yeah. Murray's character yeah. in Ghostbusters. I, I thought it was a funny little nod. Mm. Uh, but it stands out, doesn't it? it you does. hear it and you just go, "Oh, I know that name." Like, oh, oh, oh. That's not even. That's not even a subtle joke. No, <laughs> it's like if you call a character Slimer. <laughs> So this film had a budget of twenty million and didn't. Maybe it made its money back, but in the states it grossed fourteen million. I don't have any worldwide figures, um, but probably in the. I mean, the fact that it's on Netflix, it's probably still making a little bit of money. Yeah, um, and maybe it made its money back, but it's now close to thirty years old. Uh, uh, twenty years old. Sorry. I want to theorize just off the cuff after you said that, with no foundation whatsoever. Did this fall into the same trap as Last Action Hero, where just going with the, like, the kind of story they're telling where it's a movie within a movie or a play within a movie and having that sort of element thrown in there? Did audiences just not get it? Did they have trouble wrapping their heads around the concept? Because it I, seems simple now, but it are they just around the same to- time as Josie and the Pussycats? And I know Josie and the Pussycats <laughs> specifically had that issue where people just didn't get it. Yeah. But this isn't, it's not- It's not hard, I understand. Terrifically, yeah. you know- complicated or sophisticated or anything. It's very clever the way it's done, mm. um, but it's it's basically just mistaken identity the whole way through. And Mr. Magoo yeah. is, is, is the whole way. He's incredibly lucky in everything he does. Mm. I just wonder if it was – I'm, I'm going to call it out and say people from this time period are dumb. There yeah. you go. I said <laughs> 1997, <laughs> you suck. Yep. I mean, I was in 91, but I was the prodigy of the year, so it's, it's different. <laughs> No, I, I, I don't know why people don't like it. Yeah. But it's a very good marker for me 
mm. um, for getting to know people. If if <laughs> I find out that somebody has seen it and doesn't like it, I should probably be weary about continuing any conversation <laughs> with them in the future. Is that like the first thing you ask people when you meet them? They're like, so, how are you? What do you think of the man who knew too little? Exactly right. It's, it's perfect. It's better than any other information they could possibly give me. You know, do they... Uh, do they do crazy things like chew on popcorn, unpopped yeah. popcorn kernels? Yes. You know, or, or let's do this. Let's have a fun game. <laughs> Am I crazy? Um, I do if they're like left in the bowl. I don't get a bowl full of <laughs> raw kernels and chew on them. Just heat them up for 30 seconds just to get that butter melted all over them and then suck those babies down one by one. Yep. Yeah. Um, so where does that put me on your little your little line chart of craziness? Well, I can't chew it, but I, I do soften them up. And then kind of peel off the, yeah. the things and then chew the kernel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah. Well, but I'm people- just a wasteful person who goes, Kernels, get out of here. <laughs> just- uh, see, that's, that's. I find an old person and throw them at them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's crazy, but that is, that is weird. I mean, people who don't eat the crusts of their pizza, I think. Are oh, yeah, no, insane. I don't like people. I like specifically, that. there's a, a group of friends that I go out with, and if we ever get pizza, I will eat it crust first because it, they lose their shit. It's yeah, beautiful. I like that kind yeah. of malicious, uh, <laughs> you know. That, that malicious eating uh, yeah. that you have. Last time my wife literally got up and said, I don't know who I married and <laughs> like walked and sat on the other side of the table with the, with the people. See, I, I don't think it's crazy to, to taunt people like that. Yeah, to, you know, deliberately press buttons. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're both normal and sensible and you both like the man who knew too little. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. We can I mean, continue. I never said any of those things. <laughs> he is being very coy. We don't know whether we can trust him. Yet. It's a spy film. Who knows what side I'm on? Uh, so to, it, to be fair, I'm pretty sure uh, that question, do you like the man in you little? It's one of the questions on the glass, uh, on uh, what's it called? The wine gallery uh, personality test, isn't right, yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, And they just decline your membership if you, yeah. if you respond incorrectly. I like um, how there's a correct two answer. Guesses, an two guesses on, on, on what the correct answer is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a strong maybe. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, is there any more trivia or is that really it? for this? There's not yeah. a lot. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 41. Yeah. So it's... I, I weirdly underloved. I did this, yeah. I I did this thing about ten years ago when Rotten Tomatoes was becoming a mainstream thing. I went back through all the films that I loved, mm. um, that other people either didn't like or or there was some some challenge. And generally speaking, films that f- f- were rated at least forty percent, I seem to enjoy. Yeah. Films that had a lower than forty percent rating, even if other people like them, I generally didn't. So this one falls into that. Category yeah, just it, just it, barely it makes just it. barely made it because if it was thirty nine, you'd be like, you know what? I don't like it. Anymore. I shouldn't like <laughs> it. Yeah, <laughs> the math isn't right. No, but I love this film. Yeah, it, um, it's really fun. But it's it's not not loved um, by by uh, the general population Speaking at all. Speaking of not loved, is it time to talk about babies? Could be. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Handbrake turn. Hasta la vista, baby. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. <laughs> Sorry, okay, okay. I, I watch wrestling. That's a that's a known quantity on this show. One of the backstage interviewers on WWE lately has been doing segues from like, "Wow, I can't believe blah just happened in this segment." Speaking of blah, my guest right now is blah, and they will never have a correlation. <laughs> that's great. It's like speaking of adversity. Here's my. White wrestler, <laughs> my white blonde wrestler, blah, beside me. And you're like, what are you, what are you talking about? To be fair, I think unloved babies, huge correlation. I, oh, if, okay. if it was too real. I was like, oh, flashbacks. So that's my new gimmick on this show. 
Um, just the worst segues possible. I'm going to run with it for about three weeks until I forget. Okay. Fantastic. Perfect. Okay. Speaking of gardening, does anybody have a tweet? <laughs> you just, you just <laughs> do my gimmick. Wait. No, we're, we're in babies. babies. <laughs> we're in babies. You, you, you double saw my gimmick because you got the segment speaking wrong. Of, speaking of babies, does anyone have any gardening tips? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. I'm pretty proud. I actually had Mr. Magoo at first. Okay. But I took it out. Because it was too obvious. Because it was too obvious. And I did it. So (laughs) congratulations. So I went Bowfinger and Johnny English. Okay. I see that. Another Frank Oz film. Oh, from last week. Mm. Or the week before. Which Bowfinger? Bowfinger is Frank Oz, yeah. Did I know that? Oh, yeah. He works. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Is he dead now? No. No. Who died? He was at the- (laughs) Jim Henson died. (laughs) I was like- he was a he understandable was a, mistake, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think there was a story he was at the premiere of uh, Rogue One oh, really? or, or something. Uh, and, you know, some of the people didn't know who he was. Not episode and, nine when they yeah. actually had Yoda in for a scene? Well, I mean, they would know who he is that. But the point is, is that he's associated with Star Wars. Uh, and he shows up to, to the premiere of Rogue One. Star Wars film. And yeah. they're like, who are yeah. you? Who are yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, look, I, I was lazy with my tw- uh, my babies and I went Mr. Magoo. It's not wrong though. It's good. Yeah. And then I was going to be so lazy to do The Man Who Knew Too Much. <laughs> but I went one step lower and went from Russia with love. Okay, oh, okay. I went Bond as well. Which Bond um, did you go? Because I, I felt like as far as the espionage worked in this movie, the closest I could think of was Russia with love. Okay, so I went Tomorrow Never Dies okay. because he's genuinely trying to get China and the UK to declare oh, war on each plot other. Plot-wise, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I get you, yeah. So Tomorrow Never Dies and The Man With One Red Shoe. Great Tom Hanks film where it's genuine mistaken identity. There's a, there's a power play for the directorship of the CIA and uh, it's, a, it's a big ploy to just pick a guy to target as somebody who has information who absolutely doesn't, but then he gets involved in this huge conspiracy and, oh, cool. and, he, and he's none the wiser. Fun. Yeah. Well, that was concise. Yeah. <laughs> we, we A all, rarity. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to press the tweets button unless someone stops me. And today I'm going to read it to you. Is there any sports in it? Are you kidding? Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes. True love, miracles. Giants a noun. Sorry? Giants. It's a noun. It's it's, it's not even like mm. associated with a sport. Yep. It's not There's in any way a verb. Revenge. <laughs> yeah, there is some break there where he stops, you know, with the, with a colon sports. Uh, yeah. These are just other sports and, and goes into other things. But the, there's some debate, especially, especially with us, over where that line is drawn because he goes straight from a sport – uh, Fencing, whatever. fighting, revenge, <laughs> torture. <laughs> <laughs> All of which are, you know, physically exerting. Yep. So it's not like they couldn't be sports. Certainly well, not I popular mean, sports. Giant. <laughs> definitely <laughs> not. Listen. A giant can be a sport if you're, if you're attempting to grow suddenly. That can, ah. that can, you know, yeah, spontaneous growth ah. can be, can be a very interesting sport. a sport if you can bet on it, right? <laughs> All right. All the world's a stage. You know, if you're Bill Murray and your brother's the bad guy from Mr. Deeds. <laughs> I spent this entire movie staring too, at his yeah. brother going like, why do I hate this man? <laughs> trying to work out. Because he, ha- he has a very hateable face. He does. And yeah, I don't think I've actually seen him play a, a good guy. Peter Gallagher? Yeah, probably. I mean, he um, wasn't a bad guy in this. No, no, just, that's what I mean. This, this film he was fun. Yeah. But I've only seen him play villains because he looks like a villain. Yeah. 
It's like the, the curse of Mendo. Men- yeah. But Men- playing a villain is good. All the villain roles are the most fun to play. The mm. juicy ones. And you also are the villain, so you don't get any of the fame. And you don't get crowded by people going, oh my God, it's you. Because you can't love a villain. Unless you're Tom Hiddleston. Or Charles Dance. Mm. Should I name one too? Um, <laughs> unless you're, well, we can't love a villain. Or are we doing a villain we can love? Uh, Hannibal Lecter. You can. Yeah. What's his, yeah. yeah? Well, um, Anthony Hopkins, yeah. I love Anthony Hopkins. Don't love Hannibal Lecter. I do. Those books are amazing. <laughs> the He's, first three. The fourth one is obviously terrible because uh, Thomas Harris was pretty much blackmailed by Dino De Laurentiis to write that book. And you can tell because the book specifically is bad. And, you know, not this podcast. No, <laughs> oh God, no. We would never touch a book in this podcast. <laughs> Nasal allergies are an ally when being tortured by inept KGB agents. Hashtag sneeze fight. Ooh. <laughs> Very nice. Um, a film that foolishly claims that interactive theatre is financially successful. <laughs> Hashtag fuck you, Zane. <laughs> Damn it, he's not listening. No. Oh, there he is. Hey. He's in his cube. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to bring this up, but I, it doesn't really fit into any segment. Is there a place to do this, that is, like this kind of thing? Like the, what he was meant to do, not the... Because this looks really fun. These things happen, but not to this extent. No. I mean, oh, not, to this, not to the extent of this movie. Um, my wife and I were in New York uh, and we signed up to do one of these um, interactive, like it's sort of like a scavenger hunt. Oh, yeah. Uh, but not quite. Um, there are characters mm-hmm. that, that, that there are and you go from place to place. You get a really obvious clue as to where to go next. And so you walk down the couple of streets, couple of blocks or whatever. I hope to the this bank manager's in a safe place. <laughs> Thing, yeah. Things like that. And you walk into the shop and, you know, there's characters dressed and they've got it dressed up and they're doing their spiel. And the, the, the thing about it is that there are people who can play it well, but if you're doing it as a business, you don't know if you're going to get uh, uh, capable members of the public that, that that can play into it. So you really have to dumb down the interaction. Yeah. And I mean, good actors will improvise and re- reach your level, but you, for the business to work, you have to be prepared to play it to that lowest, lowest thing because you don't want people not enjoying themselves mm. on these, on these things. I want to do it. And that's, and that's difficult to do, to have something prepared where you have such a huge range of, mm. of, of possibilities. That's difficult to do. Uh, before my sister and I got so into escape rooms and stuff, we kind of, they're like, fun. Yeah. They are great. Um, the uh, we went to this interactive uh, theater thing that was like a horror show. In okay, a, and, and they specifically traveled around. They were doing it in a uh, quote unquote abandoned school. It was just a school at nighttime, and uh, so I went with my wife. Uh, Kez, you brought her husband. I think we also with with my friend Tim and Tanya, who we also did a lot of escape rooms with eventually. And uh, it, it was great because these people were obviously trying to get people into yeah. it and if yeah. you were into it it was quite scary my sister on the other end my sister and her husband they just made fun of the thing the entire time yeah. which is ironic because my sister's gone on to open an escape room <laughs> and she runs one in <laughs> Ipswich and she specifically has done interactive theaters like she did this murder mystery uh dinner night um and yeah like she was specifically had these people trying to get people into the show and you had those people who weren't getting into it or would be making fun of it and it, it would suck the fun out of the show when people would do that um so yeah I, 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 they're around 
I, I've never done one to that extreme. It's, it's, it's really fun to do when everybody sort of playing the game mm. is at that same level of interaction and that same level of improvisation where they yeah. are happy to play along and they can and, and do it. That's when it's fun, when everybody's at the same level, but you don't always get that. In fact, rarely do you get that. We, yeah. um, oh, I can't remember how long it was. I used to teach um, improv to oh, yeah. kids um, as part of this shitty hole in the wall acting thing anyway and they would have like yeah like that has a future yeah (laughs) um they had these retreats um for about three four days where you'd go away to a campsite there'd be uh, about 150 of these kids and we would have one night which was referred to like the extended improv night where everyone was given before the camp would happen you know you know two three sentence brief on their character and what group their character belongs in and they go in this whole place we set dressed to look like a ballroom and they'd have to go through and mingle with one another and interact okay. with within the realms of what their character they've kind of developed is. Oh, and find their group in doing so? Yeah, or, they, or you oh. just did, did it in groups? They developed, no, you would be part of your own group so you know, okay. like, I came here with these friends but there's all these other groups that are there with me as well that oh, I okay. don't know. And the teachers, um, there was about 15 of them total, I think there was, maybe thereabouts, they would be in charge of moving the plot of the night forward. Okay. So um, one case they went for like a murder mystery and it was kind of like everyone had to like work out and talk and certain groups were given certain extra clues so they have to interact with other groups and do it, but all within character. Not terrible. It was pretty pretty good nights, um, but I would love it, like a low-scaled version down where you and like a colleague are the only ones that are not actors and <laughs> yeah. everything else around you is orchestrated to that extent. So I think that could be really fun. Uh, I, I've completely forgotten until now, but uh, I back when I was younger, like mid-teens, uh, I, I used to go to like this youth group at a nearby church because all of my friends were trying to save me from my stoner parents. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> uh, yeah, we did this one night that was they called the Game of Life where they were pretty much trying to teach us about integration and the things that okay. go on all around the world. So we were all given different families, uh, but... We weren't, uh, women weren't allowed to talk to men who weren't in their family, but you couldn't, you didn't know who your family okay. was. So you had, had your card there. You had to specifically go through integrate immigration and go to, uh, and, and like the big hall was set up as the new world and we had to get to the new world. Um, I personally never got to the new world. I got stuck in immigration for so long. I think one of my my character ended up breaking his leg and dying of gangrene while Whoa. in jail. <laughs> so I finally, so I, they, they're like, all right, cool, you're dead. Here's a new character. Go find your family. And I'm like, I'm literally the only person person in immigration now. <laughs> and I, I, I just remember like going to the front of the line and the people who were running immigration were complete pricks to everyone. And I went up to the, I, I cut through and just went to the front of the line and they like went on their microphone and they was like, back of the line, please. And, I, <laughs> and at this point, my character was given the disability that I didn't have a tongue, so I couldn't talk. Oh. So I was like looking behind me and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, back of the line. So I had to go through it and that, oh, that's, that's probably brilliant. Like, and I feel like because we were all younger, everyone got into that. And it was okay. a really great learning experience, okay. even if I never got to the new world. I never got to find out how great America was. <laughs> I don't want to keep delaying us, but one time I ruined Zane's life. One um, time? Yeah, one one specific time. <laughs> we were, it, I can't remember the name of the event, but there was some. There was the thing where everyone would come, you'd be in groups of two to three and you'd be representatives of different countries. Imagine like a model UN, except okay, yeah. it was set up more gamified than that. 
And the idea was aliens have made contact and the alien team, they're, they're trying to hunt to find certain artifacts. And you, as your specific nation, you want to either assist them or not assist them and or go to war with each other. Like you are free reign to kind of do whatever you wanted to do, how you would react in that situation. And there were people there that were in charge of like being members of the press okay. that you would go and you could leak to them. So that they would okay. make headlines for fake oh, newspapers wow. that would come out like every half hour, every hour. So it's like the new news cycle. And while everyone was doing their panic thing and the alien thing, I, I kind of stepped into like minister of propaganda role, <laughs> despite what Zane wanted and kept leaking things to, to the news. They were like, because <laughs> we, were, we were Brazil and it was like, yeah, so we've, um, we've captured 10,000 sharks. <laughs> so like they would, <laughs> so the newspaper's like, what's Brazil doing with all the sharks? <laughs> it's like, Brazil. And I'm like, oh yeah, so we've made our stadiums watertight. <laughs> okay. And then what I ended up building up towards, we filled it, we got our stadiums, made them watertight, filled it with water, put all the, put all the sharks in our region into these tanks as a tribute to try and summon Poseidon <laughs> to, assist us, to assist us against this alien threat. And then they started leaking like, no, we've made contact with Poseidon. <laughs> or like, no, Neptune, I forget which one I went. And these reports coming out and every now and then a nation come by like, what is Brazil doing? <laughs> it's like, oh, we're going all gods, why? And they're all having their little sci-fi adventure. So that's how I ruined Zane's improv time. <laughs> so moral of the story is is role play, but on a bigger yes. scale. Because <laughs> poor Zane, he, he was he had the role of president of Brazil, but I had the role of propaganda minister. <laughs> so the president could do whatever, but if the newspaper is going to say one thing, it doesn't really matter. Anyway. Good times though. That was, that was nice. <laughs> that group still, I still part of that group. They still message saying, we're doing a next big game. I've had no interest in going back ever again, but it was fun. I'm surprised <laughs> they keep inviting you. I was the fun Brazil guy. <laughs> Maybe just out of politeness. Maybe. All right. Finally, we'll move on. <laughs> you guys could just start on the good, I guess. Absolutely. Go ahead. Make my day. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! Absolutely brilliant, the opening of this film. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it perfectly sets up who the character yeah. is yeah, yeah. and what this world is. I mean, you've got a, a lovely title sequence where it's just a montage of somebody assembling a bomb to some very good music. Can I just say the soundtrack to this film mm. is outstanding? Also, very lucky that so many people in the credits had L's in their name. <laughs> so that little, those two yeah. little legs could walk around and create the credits. But that, just that opening sequence sets the tone absolutely perfectly. Mm. There's a bomb being instructed in the background. The music is a little bit lively and you've got these cartoon legs on the screen. So it tells you straight away, take it seriously, but it's going to be a little bit goofy. It's going to be a little bit funny. In saying that, Seb, as this was your first time... I think it was my first time. As it was possibly your first time. Yes. Did you know that that bomb at the start was going to be vital to the story in the end and when you saw the uh, the Russian dolls? Okay, kind of. They were watching this freaking babushka doll, what do you want to call it, <laughs> yeah. for like four minutes. So if it wasn't going to be crucial, it would have been annoying. Like, what? Okay. But... That was just me having watched so many films thinking yeah, of course. that. But I mean, I guarantee if Alex was here, he would have just thought it was they had to fill time or something. Like- no, it's it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean, in, inside of that ten minutes, you've got you've got the whole the whole scenario is set up. The story is underway because by that time, uh, Wallace Ritchie has already 
in the game, so to yeah. speak, and there's already some foreshadowing with the babushka doll, with the lighting up. The right? Nesting doll. That's the word I want to say. Doll. Nesting doll. Yeah. Wait, what's a babushka doll? <laughs> I think a babushka's a grandmother. Yeah, the same thing. I, I've known them as babushka dolls. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And, and there's the foreshadowing with the lighting up the ambassador's yeah, cigars yes. for his birthday <laughs> by eleven by eleven fifty nine. You know, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Everything's everything's ready to go, and you're already in the story. It was a really fun time. Yeah, I, just I, in general, it was a really happy, fun movie. I I don't know why it's panned as this unenjoyable film because it's. It's a perfect comedy as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, absolutely. Comedy of errors. And I, w- I was talking to you about this on the drive over, Andy, how I, I, I've always seen this as a film where the main character doesn't have any motivation. Yeah. They don't have a character arc, but for some reason it still worked. Uh, in watching it now with a critical you know, a, a critical eye. I saw this, the character art and I was like, oh, he very clearly has an arc in this story. But, but he's just along the way just kind of reacting to everything that happens. Yeah. And, and without, it, without any... Obvious goal in mind, exactly, and, and it was it was all about him getting over a stage fright, which is why the entire climax is him doing a ridiculous <laughs> Russian dance that happens to be part of everything, which also works brilliantly as its as its own little little thing. Yeah, you know, the, the title of the dance is what like a. Um, the the journey of life or something yeah of of, of a, a young boy being introduced to it to adulthood growing into adulthood and even that is kind of brilliant where everything's you know the the, the kid is naive you know Bill Murray is the kid is is naive yep. and just then trying to follow the rules and then he's a little bit rebellious in the middle as a, as a teenager trying to do his own little thing but still kind of playing in and then by the end of it he's working with everybody to put on this great show yeah even that is you know subtly brilliant and <laughs> genius in its own right. Do you think audiences were possibly turned off this film by the fact that Bill Murray was kind of an idiot? I, he's normally quite smarmy and like he's smart in most of the films I've seen him in. He's, anyway, well, he's a smartass during the film, mm. like especially when he's first dealing with um, uh, what's her name? Not not Lillian. Um, um, oh, jeez, I can't remember her name now. No, neither. Anyway, yeah, yeah. The when when he's first dealing with her, Lorelai. Lorelai. When he's it, when yeah. he's first uh, with Laurie. her. Yeah, he's he's playing the part of this bad guy, and he's supposed to kill her. So he so he takes that on, and then he kind of says, well, "I don't want to be the bad guy. Does it have to go that way? We can we can change the rules, right? We can we can play what we want." I don't think. I think the reason people didn't like it is because they were expecting a different film, mm. and that and that must have been what was going on. They expected a different film from Bill Murray. Um, not that he did anything wrong, just that it was different from from where they thought it was going to go. That's fair enough, because that seems to be the issue that most people have with these sort of movies. Like, oh, the trailer didn't sell it well enough. Yeah. I would blame the um, trailer company, though, then, because it Possibly. is such a fun movie. It, isn't it just? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, again, I, I don't want to fall into the trap of just, just reading out the plot. everything, yeah. Um, because the, the scenes are, are quite good. But the... The whole idea that the that the movie is based on mistaken identity inside mm. of an improv show. Yep. <laughs> and again, it's kind of unbelievable that an improv show could be um, popular enough to to have this you know this sort of a business, and and that the whole thing could go on for for as long as it did I, I think without it, somebody getting involved and stepping in and just shutting it down. I think he specifically says like. You guys cannot be making any money off of yeah. this. When he's, is it when he's driving the car and they end up uh, yeah. always crashing in the roundabout? <laughs> I was I was just looking up to see whether maybe the Naked Gun series <coughs> maybe turned people off this film, but I, I mean I enjoy those films, and there's a, still a three year gap people, between the third yeah. movie and this. I'm trying to think of like what tonally could have 
got an audience's offside. What year did Austin Powers come out? Oh, that was 99, wasn't it? I think so. No, the first Austin Powers was 97, same year. Oh, it was, the same year. Maybe that was the case because they are both spoofs, essentially, of this spy genre, whereas Austin Powers went for a more literal spoof. It's a 60s uh, English spy who's yeah. having sex with everyone, whereas this one went for more of the espionage. Maybe just Austin Powers is a genuine spy, whereas Wallace Ritchie is just mistaken for a spy, yeah. and he's just going through the motions and getting lucky every every single time. See, I remember going to the cinemas to watch the first Austin Powers. Yeah. I have no memory of this movie coming out. I, if I didn't no, look it no, up, no, I would have thought this came out before I was born. As, as I say, I, I, I saw it in the weekly selection of, of the VHS rental. Maybe it was just distributed badly. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. possibly. I mean, it certainly wasn't wasn't well known or, or, or popular, let alone disliked. It's just hard when you're looking at a film that you're like, we're all like, this is genuinely a very funny film. Yeah, and it's what it's bite sized as well. It's sort of like it would have turned audiences off with that. On that note, it's Bill Murray, so it's not like he's an unpopular character actor or anything. Like it's like everything should be yeah. tick tick tick. <laughs> And all the, yeah. the, the entire cast is incredibly competent and really good at what they. Alfred Molina. Oh, Alfred Molina. What is the butcher? Yeah. <laughs> he, he he nails it. Yeah, he absolutely nails it. He's a he's a he's a bad guy who who's principled and you know just trying to take out this this other other spy, but he has a respect for him because he can't kill him. And I think what what works so well again is, is the same thing we spoke about last week with well or the week before. Whenever the dirty rotten scoundrel <laughs> thing is that the actors took it seriously. You have to. You have to. They all comedy, took it yeah. seriously, and that's what made it so funny because yeah. you had this one juxtaposing character who wasn't taking it seriously. But he was taking the role seriously yeah. as a guy who wasn't taking things seriously. It was also released in Germany. So that may have been something to do with its lack of popularity in the States. That Maybe there was a, a push to play it into Germany. And as a result, it wasn't marketed as well in the States. Okay. Because it was going to be a German film. I, for some reason, thought there was a Boris the Butcher in Snatch. It's Boris the Blade in Snatch. <laughs> Boris the Blade. <laughs> I was like, is that a thing? Is that a, did I find extra trivia by accident? No. <laughs> Do um do you think that I, I couldn't get any any trivia on it? But do you, do you get the feeling like Bill Murray improvised a lot of his lines in this, or I, or do you think it was scripted? I feel like there are moments, uh, yeah. specifically your quote, Seb, where they're shooting at him. It's like oh, I got something in my eye. That felt <laughs> time like out. Very, <laughs> that felt like a very improvised thing. But it's hard to tell when you're watching a movie about improvisation. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can that's, get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> Should always write my movies about improv shows, <laughs> and I they just let everybody do whatever they feel is right. <laughs> I feel like oh, maybe the dance bit towards the end. I think that was the Russian dancers. I think that was all obviously set. I think what Bill Murray did to emulate them. I think that was kind of off the cuff. But okay, that that would have been a, a good way to go about it if you yeah. just have these professional dancers actually dancing. Go, Bill Murray, do it. Also, he does that bit where he throws the the nesting doll into the air and catches it like between his knees on the ground. <laughs> and the idea that somebody would write that on a page, that, that doesn't ring true to me. It feels like the kind of thing like he would have thrown up in the air and just be like, oh, what next? And just taken the drop, <laughs> just done the bump and grabbed it. Like, I don't know. That for me feels more of a thing that you would just do rather than you would write to do. I don't know. I reckon the dance would have been choreographed. I think, but, but maybe it was developed on, yeah. on, on, on site as well once it was, once it was being played out. Mm. Yeah. Pretty much anything that doesn't involve a bullet, I think, could have been improvised, <laughs> right? Hey, what about the um, craft little bit of uh, uh, future future predictions of a, no wonder you guys lost the empire? Scotland's next. <laughs> I and mean, then, they were they were a good twenty two years <laughs> too early. <laughs> so, what do you think of the ending? Because in my mind, there are two endings. 
and one of them works and the tacked on bit at the end doesn't. Do we want to go into bad for this? If I mean, if you're going to make it sound bad, then we should. Yeah. Okay. There's any more good before I press the button because once I press it, it's done. I can't well, other than it. you know, reading out the jokes <laughs> <laughs> verbatim. Then I will press the bad button. Houston, we have a problem. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. I've fallen and I can't get up. I can't believe you've done this. So it it ends with uh, the dance in in the the hotel lobby. The, uh, um, they're uh, looking. The, the fireworks are going that's off. That's right. The helicopter has just exploded because they twisted the Russian doll. That's exactly right. So the villains have their comeuppance. The hero has has the girl. He's got the money. He's he's got a doll, but not his he doll. He doesn't need the money. He doesn't want the money. He didn't do it for the money. He did it for love. Exactly. Well, no, I mean he, well, he, just, he did it because <laughs> it was an improv show. And there's fireworks and oh, he kisses the girl. That was like an explosion. Done. Perfect. Should have ended there there. because that is a perfect ending to this story. I'm glad we agree on this because I keep on forgetting about that second part. And as soon as it starts, I was like, oh, Oh, no, this bit. You know what this bit was? It's so silly. It's the the end of The Master of Disguise. Yeah. (laughs) Sitting by by the pool and the bad guy. Guys, we need need another three minutes on this this roll. We will not get feature length. (laughs) I I don't get why they added because- I love the idea of this guy going through all of this stuff that he thinks it's an improv show. But this means that he has spent that millions of dollars to fly off to wherever to have a holiday, part of the improv show. (laughs) And the people who ran the improv show are recruiting him to be part of the improv show. After he's read a thing about all the stuff he did, I'm like, no. Well, he didn't know it was him. Because he says the line like, oh, God, we must have gotten lucky. Can you believe this? We we, we were right there. I can only suspend my disbelief so far. And that ruined it Well, I didn't read the end that he thought he was still in the improv show. I thought he thought him and the actress have gotten together. (laughs) They've gone on holiday and then he's been recruited to join Where did they get the money from the holiday if not the money from the improv show? No, I do agree. It wasn't part of the improv show. Maybe she took it and banked it or whatever. he, He didn't have to know that the money was real because he didn't care about it anyway. That's so true. She, she, she knowing that it's real could have just t- taken care of all that. Are we assuming he was poor before this and he couldn't have just got a holiday? I he mean, worked he in worked a video, in a video shop. store. He owned a video store. Didn't no, he didn't. No, oh, he worked God in damn it, Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> he worked in the movie business. That was the whole joke about him being yeah. in the movie business, that he just worked the line at a, at a video oh, shop. Oh, I thought he owned it. No. I thought, like owned that one blockbuster, not all of blockbuster. No, I, I had the interpretation that um, the the improv is definitely over. Yeah. He's, he, he's with her... Um, uh, just on it, just on his own now. However, they banked it. Maybe he, you know, figured that. I'm, I'm assuming they're, they're married, and yeah. she just had money, so that's fine. His his life is good now. But then these actual spies are actually recruiting him to be an assassin, and he's still convinced he's going to be doing doing improv. shows and improvs. So what happens after the end of this film? I want to see that movie. Um, Does he luck into Executing six people a week. <laughs> I forgot that. And, and 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 turns out to be an actually a fabulous spy. I, or when he goes to do the first one, he is dies. he horribly <laughs> mutilated because he just misreads the situation I entirely? Have, I have a theory. Or is he found out to be incompetent and then executed by the spy agency because now he knows too much? Also, <laughs> <Alison, laughs> the sequel, the man who knew too much. He does. 
Uh, and I found it funny but completely unnecessary where he starts getting the two secret agents oh, to improvise with him. Just so silly. Your cats and your dogs yeah. and you're running after each other and these agents do it. <laughs> in suits, in the sand. Thinking, so they still think he's a genius spy at that point because they're Wait, following. Ex- exactly. What part of the scene are we talking about now? The very end. Yeah, this like is as it zooms out. It's in a big wide shot and credits are about to roll. I don't remember this. This crit- I must have stopped watching before. I must- Smart move. Yeah, good. you Smart can stop move. at the fireworks. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Sorry, no, no. I was on the beach. I don't remember this cats and dogs bit, though. I mean- Oh, no, it's it's as the credits are rolling. Oh, yeah. okay. I actually loved this bit. You're wrong. Because, right. right. no, <laughs> because we get the line, I want to do you know, one show free children yeah. and old people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was really well written. I really appreciate that. Which is just the look the, um, the CIA agents give each other. Like, oh, okay. I'm going to do six shows a week. No, five. <laughs> but once a week. But he doesn't even say show because he's obviously, he, yeah. he's implied. He, he does, he does say five a week. Oh, yeah, he does say, I want to do five a week. Yeah, yeah five yeah. a week, but I want to do one for free. You know, yeah. kids and old people. <laughs> what a beautiful line. Whatever you want. <laughs> you just keep producing the hits. <laughs> See, it's also it's even even now this annoying scene for you. It's funny. It, it is it's a funny scene. Lines. I agree with that. I it's, just don't like it. Yeah, I can find something funny and still dislike it. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it matches the tone of the film mm. absolutely, and it's and it's worked in very nicely. It just should have ended at, yeah. at the at at the pier. Can I talk about the biggest heel of this movie? And it's, sure. it's his rich brother who like partially <laughs> owns a business, and his poor other his brothers live in. You know, in squalor, you know, helping run a blockbuster in the States. He could just be like, hey, come to England. I'll just give you an admin job. It's going to pay $30,000 more than your current job. No, I... He's like, or you just live in... No, I'm... Like, yeah. I buy that situation because the brother takes his job very seriously. He's not there to to screw around. He's trying to impress Germans and they're doing this thing. He's not going to offer his brother a job that he can't do. But... He does send him the like he buys the plane tickets for him. He invites him over. Uh, he doesn't no. invite him over. He was uh, Bill Murray did all of that himself. He bought him the tickets for the the Theater of Life, though. No, he, no, a, his his brother funded his trip. No, because he didn't know it was coming. Yeah, he came. No, to that, that was that was a big surprise because he rocked up at the door and he was like, "Oh, the Germans are already here." But oh, it, yeah. was, it was it was Bill Murray. No, he, I, he, I, th- I thought the surprise was that he came so early, but his brother bought him open ended tickets so he could come at any time. He, oh, wasn't, I mean, he wasn't expecting- I may have missed that line, yeah, but okay, he definitely okay. didn't know he was coming to this trip. I, anyway. I, yeah. I just assumed his, his brother had paid for it because he, you know, Wallace Ritchie couldn't have afforded it. Yeah. No, he can because he's Mr. Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> well, was, was there anything else in the movie we didn't like? Because I- like, I liked it. I, I was watching it going, yeah. I genuinely love this film. And then it got to that end bit and I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, I do not like this bit. And that's it. If we could peel 15 minutes off the runtime of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and put it onto here, I would have been happier. Uh, you, I, you, you thought this one should be longer? If it was, I wouldn't have complained. I really, okay. I, like, I know we'll argue, I think Dirty Rotten Scoundrels was a smarter film. For me, this this one here was a funnier film. I think the laughs- It's, still, were, it's oh, funny, yeah. Yeah, the laughs came a lot faster in this film, a lot more- I, just in general, a lot more of them. Well, and we, we yeah. said it in the Dirty Rotten Scoundrel review that Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is more like a drama with jokes yeah. rather than a funny film. Mm. Whereas this, this is one straight up is absolutely comedy. a comedy. Yeah. Sorry, just a bit that I remembered that I still fucking love. In fact, it's a bit of a tragedy because people die and people are really tortured in this film. His brother is physically tortured. He comes out completely messed up and he's like, oh, thanks for tonight. So how was your night? I was tortured. Good. Did they make it fun? 
the fact that they keep on talking about this, uh, the doctor who is going to torture them. Who is played, by, <laughs> played by Max from the first Mission Impossible film. Ah. And he goes into the other room and there's a woman in a dominatrix suit. It was their anniversary. They were just trying to have some fun. The fact that though, I think that was the coincidence that lined up yep. that made me laugh the most. Even though I saw oh, really? it coming, okay. as, so- as soon as like the other one came in, I'm like, oh my God, he's going to think she's a torture person. This is going to be fantastic. Yep. <laughs> um, I, 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 yeah. I, I think I like the most the scene where he's with the cops. And he's, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm a spy. Of course I'm a spy because I've got the radio communicator. You know, do you have any identification? No, you idiot. He doesn't have any identification. He's a, he's a secret agent. Yeah. I'll just believe anything that comes out of a... Yeah. Yeah. If a cigarette holder starts talking to me, I'll believe anything. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I'm lost. Oh, we are currently on the bad, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, we're on the bad. Um, the scene at the very beginning when he's in the airport talking <laughs> oh, you know, to the... Um, what do you want to call him? The uh, passport the customs guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That I could have done without. I get the point, but the joke is that he's there talking about his imagined itinerary for yep. so long that the queue clears, and yep. this guy just wants to get him. Yeah, through like, the, other people are like yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. Three weeks yeah. done. Yeah. Off you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't say it wasn't funny. I just no, I it's, think it went a beat too long. Okay, it's it is a long joke. It yeah. is a long setup. Uh, yeah. It reminded me a lot of planes, trains, and automobiles. It felt yeah. like one of those sort of jokes. Yeah. But that movie it earned it by doing it towards the end after you're exhausted. This yeah. starts with it and I'm like, I just want this movie to go now, like get into the thing. But it was, like, this, it's a minor criticism. It's still funny. Once again, it's, it's, it's a, we can all laugh at it, but it's not perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, I'm going to press the verdicts button unless someone wants to stop me. Do not. Do not press it? Okay. Well, I mean, you haven't done an awkward segue yet. Oh, um, speaking of Bill Murray- but to be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here. I'm the man. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Slap it on with the might of Zeus. None of those are Bill Murray. Was a <laughs> yeah, terrible I was going to say, that's Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Last one's Billy Crystal. Yep, that, that all checks out. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. I really enjoyed this film. I was, it's weird. Every time Andrew's recommended a film, I've actually really liked it. And, but for some reason- <laughs> the I would never admit that to him. There's someone telling me you should watch this film, you'd like it. I'm like, yeah. you don't fucking know me. Yeah. But <laughs> I go in with such resentment that I've enjoyed every time he's done this to me. So, so you go in with low expectations <laughs> and so good is the movie that it brings you up. <laughs> well, okay. Zane and I like very different yeah. films. We also like the same, some of the same films, but when it comes to like our individual tastes, we're on yeah. polar opposite ends. I am still so, disappointed in the Warriors episodes and the Thing episodes. Yeah. <laughs> because, oh, I mean, come on, people. Those movies are fantastic movies. Zane, one of the films that I've always drawn to, he really liked the Torch Song trilogy film. Okay. I hated that film. I had nothing in that for me. I hated the act. I hated every part of it. But I can also see why other people would like it. But we're just yeah. like, when he recommends a film to me, I'm like, is it going to be one of the ones I'll like? Or one of the ones I'm going to hate for three hours? And this, that, that, I think it's just my, yeah. my I'm yeah. just skeptical. Well, I've got, but two out good. Of, I've got two out of two with you so far. The but- three, Snatch. It, that wasn't my recommendation, yeah, was it? you put it in. Did I? Yeah, I didn't do it. Okay. Oh, oh maybe it was Zane. 
I'm seeing his hand I'm raised. Seeing his hand raised. Pretty, pretty sure that was pretty sure that was Zane. But uh, later on this year, we've got High School High going on. That's my oh wow third oh, no. recommendation. Whoa. No, no, no. I know, that's a, that's another. It's a guilty pleasure film. I, I, yeah, I know. I, know, I think I know. it's in the movies yeah. that are so bad we yeah. love them. Yeah. I, I put Master yeah. of Disguise in. Yeah, cool. yeah, can I come in on that episode? Yeah, I have please, a lot to say. Yeah. Master of Disguise. Yeah, yeah, you're in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited to watch that film again. <laughs> I went to see that film with my mum for some reason because oh. we're like, let's go to the movies one day. We went and we're like, what are we watching? What is this trash? It's mm-hmm. great. 10 out of 10. Nostalgia Critic does a brilliant uh, re- review of it. I remember so the one. Much yeah. more enjoyable than the film itself. <laughs> Once again, one of the random films that is own. Just there. Yeah. Just in my yeah. bookcase. Yeah. Anyway, this film, however, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, whenever I wanted to watch like a stupid idiot with guns, I would just do Johnny English. And that's a really vague and <laughs> niche thing for me to do in the movie. But now I'm not going to do Johnny English. I'm probably going to do this because yeah. I think it was better. This this isn't something that I would ever put on in the background because I want to be paying attention. Yeah. Like I watch this film a couple of times a year, like every 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 few months I watch it, and it's still entertaining. I still laugh out loud at the jokes. I still react as if I'm watching it for the first time. I know what's going to happen, and I love you know anticipating the jokes and I laugh at the jokes. Yeah, it's nothing. Nothing about it has aged. Nothing about it has gone stale from from repetition. I just love this film. Yeah. Um. This is this isn't like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels level for me, but this is very high up there. I I, I don't remember the first time I saw it. I feel like it was always part of my life. Um, <laughs> I, I I've seen it several times. I don't see it as much as Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Um, for some reason, I don't know why. I always end up bringing it up in our podcast, The Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. So yeah, it's it, it, it's just such a great film, and of course, I recommend it. Wonderful. Well, that's pretty much the review then, isn't it? But hear me out. i got to say, wait, speaking of dirty, rotten scoundrels, where are you from again, Chance? Well, uh, <laughs> Nailed it. He literally, Ow. in the same sentence, mentioned his podcast. <laughs> so I went out of my way. There's that's a man how you do an it. awkward segue. Um, look, you can find me on the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers, another podcast on this fine network, That's Not Canon Productions. You can find us on their website, that's not canonproductions.com. Uh, you can find my short films, uh, Pizza Deliverance and L Plates. Uh, watch it in the opposite order. Watch L Plates first because it's not as good. So when you watch Pizza Deliverance, you're like, oh, wow, this is much better. Uh, they're both on Ozflix. So that's ozflix.tv and just go to like the short film corner. You can find them all there. Now, I'm a moron. Is that Ozflix OZ or? Ozflix AUS. OZ. There you and go. Flix with an X. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah, okay, maybe we needed to point that out. Yeah, there. okay. So like OZFLIX.tv. See, it's the dot TV is the only reason I spelt it out because I every time I go, I get dot com and I'm like, does it mm. exist? What? <laughs> no, my movies. <laughs> Where did they go? My precious creations. You can probably also find them on Vimeo and uh, Facebook. I have no idea. I didn't produce those two. I've only produced one of my films and it's still going through festivals. <laughs> if you're in Jim Thorpe in I Want to Say, is Philadelphia or Pennsylvania the state? Pennsylvania yes. is the state. Okay, if you're in Jim Thorpe in Pennsylvania on April the something. Uh, you yep. can see my most recent short film there. It turns out Jim Thorpe's a place and not a person. Yeah. I entered the festival <laughs> thinking it was a person. There you go, Mr. Thorpe. <laughs> uh, you, you can see both my film Lace and my co-host Shane Anderson's film, uh, His Guy Thursday, at ah. the Jim Thorpe Independent Film Festival. Ooh, very fancy. So, Road trip. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> what about us, Andrew? Where do they go for us? Oh, God. Don't do Facebook. I got that one covered. So many options to, to find us. Well, you can find us on Instagram. 
because we are trendy like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you say that. I don't think we've posted for years. No, but we're there. I mean, it exists. We're, we're present. Is I'll put a tweet on there. jacket still there? <laughs> I haven't deleted I it. care about. Fantastic. <laughs> well, until it's deleted, you can find us on Instagram <laughs> at Second Take Podcast. And if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. Now, if you have Facebook, well... Welcome to today, my friend. Aren't you in for a treat? <laughs> what you can do is, um, if you're using a desktop, um, there's a big white bar at the top. I believe it says the word search. You want to click on there with your mouse and then type in the words second take media review. And by then it should have come up easily. You just find that yellow logo, the same as the one on this podcast screen right now. Click that one. That's our page. Scroll down a little bit and click like. That's how Facebook works. If it was on your phone, though, I don't know how that Like happens. and subscribe and donate and sign over all your property. Yeah, so we are accepting um, house donations now. Um, <laughs> we weren't going to originally, but I think we've earned it. Um, you can also find our entire three-year backlog of reviews and other shit. Um, oh, no, because we had so many midweek variety so, shows. So proud of, of the content you've created. Oh, no, no, no. It's all pretty good, but it's just like such a weird collaboration of, I don't even know what half of it is anyway. Um, yeah, secondtakepodcast.com or you can email us at secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. If you have any recommendations or want to be like, uh, I sure hate strong female characters, you send it to that address there so I can- Name and shame you on our Facebook page. It took me way too long to find that tweed jacket. I was looking past it every time. I saw the whole capron. I saw the staffy. I saw the uh, Scott Pilgrim tattoo. Did not see the tweed jacket. It's right next to Scott Pilgrim tattoo, guys. Just so you all know. Yep. Found it. You can see my arm. It's great. Well, thank you again for joining us, Chan Star. It was my thank pleasure. You. And I don't even know what's next. It's, it might be Shazam. Maybe that was last week. I'm not looking. So we'll see you next week for some review. Something that Seb has chosen, I'm guessing. No, actually, okay, stall. Actually, no, I'm now deadly, deadly curious what we're possibly doing. <gasps> so stall, how, how stall. We stall. No, um, I, have the, I have the list right in front of me. Oh, yeah. you actually got it open? Yeah. So Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Avengers 4 is next on the list. Oh, oh. that's right. It's like a month or uh, not even that. Yeah. Oh. And uh, The Raid and The Raid 2. Oh, I sweet. don't know what The Raid oh, is. Oh, no. from- I forgot to bring The Raid 2. I've got Shane's Blu-ray and I was meant to bring it today, but I didn't. Oops. On, I actually think there might be a chance the raid and Avengers might be swapping places. I'm not sure if that date was concurrent. I think they may have pushed it back a week. Okay. But either way. Well, you'll definitely see us for Avengers 4. End yes. game. But is it the end game? Nah. Who probably knows? Not nah, me. they've got another billion and a half they can suck out of this franchise at least. I'm excited. Well, thank you again, Chance Star. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, I'm always here to complain about the Avengers sucking stuff. And speaking of sucking stuff... <laughs> The Disney vs. Disney Debates podcast is all about finding the answer to one simple question. What is the best Disney movie of all time? Maybe the question isn't that simple. So join us every Saturday as hosts from all across That's Not Canon fight for their movies in one-on-one debates moderated by me, Zane C. Weber. In order to decide once and for all which of Disney's beloved classics or recent hits will take the crown. Save it for the show. Available now on Spotify, iTunes and wherever you find podcasts. 
That's not kind of Productions podcast. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 